0: Hi, Stephanie here. I am an entrepreneur, lobbyist, wife, mother, book lover, and political junkie. I think gender equality is still a work in progress in our homes, our workplaces, and our politics. And I love to learn, especially from other women. So I started Women Don't Do That, a biweekly podcast and blog to talk about issues women care about today and to inspire us to do whatever it is we think we can't do. Elise Scarab is a mom of three, wife, professional, and content creator, and recently owner and founder of PlayMail, a curated subscription style box for moms and their babies to enjoy together. In this episode, we dive into COVID life, pregnancy and birth during a pandemic, and becoming a small business owner while on maternity leave and during a pandemic. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, Elise thank you thank you so much for joining us today thanks for having me it's so fun i thought so i fun. should maybe kick off with how we know each other and we Go used to be back. colleagues
1: yeah. yeah now we're how on to years? different
0: things oh that's a good question that's a while ago now oh at least five years i think yeah well like I I when i would have started right yeah yeah wow Things have changed. Yes, things have changed. I know, it's also, we're doing a podcast, but we're also catching up. I want (laughs) to ask you first, what does life look like for you right now? So, um, for those who don't know me, I am a mom of
1: three kids. So, my kids are um, almost four, two and a half, and seven months. So, I am currently on mat leave for um, my youngest, but have the older two home it was always the plan, but the pandemic obviously has made (laughs) things harder because I had pictured my mat leave to obviously look a lot different than it has looked. And, um, so yeah, we're home a lot now that it's starting to be sunny out. We spend a lot of time outside, but that is one side of things. And the other side of things, I'm running, uh, a couple little small businesses on the side. So I run like an influencer account, if I guess is what we could call it (laughs) on Instagram. And, That's been really fun. Started out as a blog. I'm sure we'll dive into that at some point. And then I have a subscription box business um, that I started just uh, in January too. So it's kind of the
0: big juggle. Lots of of (laughs) balls in the air, but um, it's been fun. Yeah, it sounds so relatable, right? Just so many (laughs) balls in the air. And I don't know what the saying is, but something about like ask a busy mom, right? Or something like if you want something done because... They're just so good at multitasking. I often think about how, especially for stay-at-home moms, I think they have such amazing qualifications to be entrepreneurs, and some of them don't even know it. I'm like, no, like you have it. 100%. Actually, it's funny you say that because there was a post the other day. I don't know if you follow
1: the bird's papaya. Yes. She made a post the other day about all of her, um, jobs that she can add to her resume from being a stay at home mom. Yeah. And it's like, this is something that should be on our resumes and should be celebrated, not something that you should try to hide in the lines of, you know, yeah. your career, because you're learning, like I've learned way more
0: in my last four years. Time of management. Like I remember oh when you think back to when your, your child would nap, right. And yeah. you know, uh, the amount of things that you could get done in that hour or half oh. an hour just to not do it when they're awake was I had no <laughs> idea I could be that productive.
1: I know. Well I think about it and I'm like, what did I ever do with one kid at home? Like Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Now that I'm
0: like, what would I do? But it's Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. You just suggest, right? Like you you have you to just adjust, adjust to whatever your reality is. What strategies are helping you cope with like pandemic life right now? Honestly
1: whether it's a good strategy or not, (laughs) (laughs) just keeping busy has been really helpful for me because I have kind of like clear lines as to when I'm going and when I'm stopping. Right. So I really, you know, if I'm taking a bath tonight and that's my checkout time, but the other times my mind's kind of always busy. So I feel like I haven't had the time as much to worry about it as like, might seem a little, um, a little backwards, but you know, keeping busy is just my way of staying on top of myself and making sure that I'm feeling fresh and feeling productive and all that kind of stuff to Mm -hmm. someone else may look different, but yeah,
0: I think you know one thing that you said earlier is really helping me is just the spring weather. So we have listeners from 50 different countries and actually the majority of our listeners are in the United States. And depending on where you live in where Malise and I live, we have a lot of snow and we're getting an early lovely spring. Like it's been really yeah. hot the last couple days and just getting outside and it's sunny and you can stay out longer because oh. we couldn't have playdates for our kids inside for a lot of the time. Year. Yeah. yeah. So it uh, having warm weather where they can play outside safely with other kids is just a huge deal. Totally. I was at the park yesterday and
1: another mom was laughing. Like she just was giggling to herself and I kind of caught her eye and she's like, sorry, it's just funny how many moms are smiling right now. (laughs) We were all at the park and we were all so happy because we're just outside (laughs) and our kids are like interacting with other kids, you know, even if it's from a distance and they're not playing, it's like there's other kids around.
0: So yeah, it's true. And the kids are happy and they're busy and you're, it's uh, you'll find this really funny. So speaking of like, I don't know, I feel like you're now so much. You're just like, happy to be outside right and <laughs> so my kids I took my kids to the park tonight and we have a puppy and I decided I, I met a friend outside and we decided to just actually Heather who you know I went with Heather yeah and oh, we, okay, we went around a few blocks and came back I come back and one of my kids <laughs> has no shoes on is like drenched from like her butt down and is like running in the mud and the puddles and I was like I don't really care like, <laughs> yeah you're like you know what <laughs> Whatever. She's as dirty as she's gonna get. She's gonna need a bath anyway, so keep like, going. Yeah, and, and, and my friend was laughing, and I was like, oh, like I'm from the country. Like, this is pretty normal. <laughs> just, back in the day, this is back, what we used to do. Back. Oh, it's so true. Yeah, it's so true. I wanted to ask you what motivates you to live your best life? Oh, man. Knowing that
1: I write the rules. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like no, like coming to a realization and being like, you can do whatever you want to do if you yeah. don't want to do. It. Especially, I think I found that voice a little bit more in motherhood. You know, because your first baby, it's like, you have all these rules and you have to follow the rules and you have to. You can't go outside of what people are supposed to do and your kid's supposed to be sleeping and la 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 la. And then by the time, like, I'm at number three now, I'm like, it doesn't matter what you do, like. Yeah you yeah. know they as long as they're happy just do what makes you happy and your kid will be happy
0: yeah you know what I mean
1: So it kind of just like if you take that into every aspect of your life and yeah. you just realize that you it's in your hands and you can do what you want to
0: do you do have um, a lot of control right
1: yeah and I think that that's I don't know keeps me on top of myself on top of things and Not everybody works this
0: way, but to each their own. I love what you said there because it makes me think about what one of my friends is, is newly pregnant. And my youngest is now seven. No, my, yeah, my youngest is seven. And, and I was saying to her, like, you know, give or take whatever advice you want. The one thing that I'm going to tell you unsolicited is that I did not need half the crap I had for my kids. And if I was to get pregnant now, I really think that it would look very different because I got pregnant when I was 25, same. and so like I just feel like I don't. It would not be the same experience. Though. No, and like also I think once you see,
1: the, for different things, right? You see one child, and then you, when you have a second one, you see that one they're so similar, and two they're so different, right? So when you yeah. really look at it, you're like what i did for number 1 is not the rule book for number 2
0: and 100%.
1: <laughs> really just knowing like all they need is like i i just remember this my first midwife appointment she's like all they need is warmth food and love like and it sounded so corny <laughs> at the time yeah but now i'm like my son is sleeping in like a super girly floral pajama right now and he's sleeping yeah. great
0: and covid so- life has reinforced those messages right because at the end of the yeah. day i think we now recognize okay yeah those are the things that matter yeah. Well, and I'm, if you want to keep like you,
1: if you want to keep your kid up a little later or you want to do whatever to enjoy them, like I feel like our society is so set on these rules and all this stuff that it prevents us from enjoying our own kids sometimes. Yeah. You know, but anyway, yeah.
0: it's, it's interesting. I want to dive into the mo- motherhood conversation now and you talked a little yeah. bit m- earlier that you have three kids and maybe you've already shared it. Cause you talked about your midwife, but, what is the best mom advice that you have received?
1: Oh my gosh. I that's a really hard question because I have received so much advice. <laughs> but trying to think, I don't know. Like I mean there's the the cliche stuff like this too shall pass or like right you know the days are long and the years are short and I think that's not necessarily advice but it all right. puts it into perspective in terms of it's true. just realizing that like any situation you're in any phase does not last forever yeah and that's it for the good times and the bad right so like yeah. the bad times don't last forever and those hard times won't last forever but the great times those won't last forever either
0: that's really good right basically. yeah I've um, been I've been thinking about that lately because my oldest is ten and yeah. honestly it's like I blanked and she was right. that old and I think I've just decided it's because when you're a mom you're so tired and so much yeah. survival of just getting to the next thing and yeah. then all of a sudden like she like before COVID we would go to chapters and like read together and I was like I'm in heaven but like how did this happen <laughs> it's just like yeah. crazy. I know. I was, I was saying that to
1: my husband because our kids are obviously super close in age and we've just kind of been in this baby fog for four years. Right. And I don't know if you can relate, but I'm finding four to be an age where they start to be a little more independent. Like she can go to the bathroom by herself. She can eat fully independently and go wash her hands after or do whatever. So my husband and I were like, Oh, we start, we're starting to fully enjoy her. Like enjoy hanging out with a person and you can have a conversation. It's not just like this is the wrong word for it, but it's not just like babysitting. You feel like you're sitting there with a baby who's gabbing away. You're like,
0: you can have full conversations and it's like, okay, we're hanging. And I think it's hard work, but I know for me, a perspective that has helped is to remind myself, like I'm raising adults, like the more independence you can instill in them, like my, 10 year old daughter will make craft dinner and stuff. She'll make all of us dinner. Yeah. And I'm just like, so thankful it was hard and annoying and tough to teach them some of these skill sets. But now I'm like, I'm reaping the benefits. Right. Right. Exactly. So it's kind of cool to see,
1: I guess the work put in, start to like flourish.
0: Yeah, for sure. I know. I wanted to unpack a little bit about the experience of the pandemic and so you've had three kids, but one of your pregnancies was in the pandemic. So how was it different than your other ones? Oh man. Well, so for one, it was like, just to unpack
1: like the pregnancy on its own. I was still on mat leave when I got pregnant. So I was still on my second mat leave when I got pregnant. So, um, I was, I got pregnant in November and I was due back in March, last March, right when the pandemic started. So, Um, the plan was for me to go back to work and for the two toddlers who were then one and two to go to daycare. And I had just been off like for a long time because I barely went back to work between my two daughters either. So I was so looking forward to just sitting with like a coffee and silence at work. It was going to be a break and I was pregnant (laughs) and then this changed. And I was like, wait, you mean I have to work from home and care for two toddlers, right? So like the whole experience of not being at work and having to care for two kids on its own was a huge thing. And then the pandemic changed things a little bit in terms of like appointments and all that, all of it was by phone. Right. That was a little odd. I mean, like it was a blessing for me to not have to look for (laughs) childcare and yeah. And have to go in person. Like when, once you're at your third, you kind of know the drill. So I was really glad about that. But if I was a first time mom in a pandemic,
0: Yeah. I can't even imagine, honestly. So what are some of the things, like, did you find motherhood can be really lonely, I think, for especially mat leaves. And I've never been a stay-at-home mom, but I feel like from my own experience on mat leaves, I imagine it can be really lonely, too, especially when a, a lot of women are at work. Did you find having a newborn in the pandemic like lonelier like did you notice differences between what your experience would have been like at home before with young kids well actually so the pandemic
1: one for me just for my specific circumstance was the least lonely out of all of them because my husband was home he was he was able to take some pat leave right at the beginning which he didn't for the kids but also like when he went back to work he's still working from home right and I had two older kids. So that's one thing I think, you know, it, there's a big divide, I think, on people when they go on their second, their subsequent mat leaves, whether or not they put their kids in daycare or they keep them home. Yeah. And for me, my first mat leave was really lonely. Mm-hmm. Even though I could see people, it was like, you're home yeah. alone. When your kid naps three, four times a day, you're like alone during those times. So that was lonely. But now as hard as it can be to not have some breaks, I'm never alone,
0: (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's true. I hadn't thought about your spouse being home. So I know from other friends that they have also found that really challenging. Have you found that challenging too? Like, because it, it breaks up your rhythm of like what you're used to doing, right? Oh my gosh. It's so challenging, but so amazing. Like it's
1: completely just divided, you know, there's, My husband used to work, um, well, pre-pandemic. He's still doing the same job, but in business development, right? So three, four, five evenings a week, he was out. So he wasn't home for bedtime. He wouldn't come home after work. And so from 7 a.m. to maybe 11 p.m., I wouldn't see him. So there was a lot of solo parenting happening, which was hard, (laughs) but I got to do what I wanted. Right. You know, not that he doesn't let me do what I want,
0: but you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: it makes (laughs) me think um, about,
0: how everybody's situation is so different in the day to day, but even in the pandemic, right? Because your spouse is home. Somebody else's spouse might not be home. My husband is out out of the house working, but his work is really busy. So he's never home um, where he used to be home more in the evening. So it, yeah. And coming back to that, you know, thing about don't judge people because you don't know what's going on with their lives. Right. Totally. Because there's been some huge, you know, I don't like, it's hard to call them silver linings
1: because in a pandemic, there's so many horrible things have happened. But for our family, you know, Sean's been able to be more present than he ever would ever have otherwise been with his kids. Right. He's seen so many milestones with our kids and that's been super cool. So the pandemic has offered us a huge other side I guess
0: yeah I've heard that from a lot of people Malise that I've interviewed too right like obviously so many people dying there's complete devastation but there have been some silver linings and I think for us to get through it we have to see those and that there's some things that can maybe even change society for the better afterwards after going through this experience just given um our lifestyles before the things we prioritized previously
1: Totally. And it's not, we're not sitting here saying, I'm so glad the pandemic happened. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah. it's a, you yeah. know, you sit, you sit here and if you're able to pick some positives out, I guess it just makes it a little easier to
0: swallow. Yes, I think so. When, I mean, you've had three kids now. So <laughs> if you talk to a first time mom who, <clears throat> you know, is nervous or scared, like what, what advice would you give to someone who's having their first baby? it's so that's a really hard question because there's this whole thing now about not wanting to
1: give unsolicited advice. I
0: know.
1: Right. And I hated the unsolicited advice, Mm -hmm. but I think the one thing, because I, so I just think that leaving the door open for people is what I can do. Mm -hmm. You know, I just open it and I say, you know what, there's no TMI. If there's any question (laughs) at all, you know, just ask and I'll be honest with you. But I think the one thing that I I'm struggling to like tell people that I would love to tell people is how hard it's going to be on your relationship, but how yeah. normal that is like, yeah. not how everybody goes through this because yes. people just think they paint this picture of like peachy mom and dad and you're so happy and you're whatever. And it's not to say you're not happy, but yeah. it is one of the most challenging things that I've ever done is like parenting and raising a child with somebody. And just
0: to kind of like take that in waves mm-hmm. I don't That's know. Great advice. My kids are a little bit older, so t- tell tell me more about the unsolicited advice thing, because I feel like there's probably lots of us on here that need to learn about this. <laughs> tell me. Well, I mean, I think it's just going back to I think people are starting to starting
1: to take the reins on their own motherhood a lot more, right? On realizing what they want. Do I want to do breastfeed? Do I want a formula feed? Do I want a combo feed? Do I want sleep train? Do I want to not whatever? And people want to feel. Cl- Confident in their direction without all these like bullets being thrown their way on the side, which is fair. But I think it's just by nature of living a lot of our lives online right now, people can say a lot of things behind a screen without thinking about the other side. I mean, it's allowing for some super interesting conversations to happen. Mm -hmm. But I think um, we're getting to a place where people just are like, stay in your own lane
0: yeah you give know advice and like, if
1: you're asked exactly and like I get it to a degree it's hard to when yeah. you feel like you might have advice it's hard not to give it but people if you leave
0: the door open for people to ask yes. then they know right like there's I, no <laughs> boundary I'm laughing because I feel like in my in my group of friends one of my girlfriends is newly pregnant and we and a few times we've said things but we're like This is still unsolicited and you can totally (laughs) ignore this. Or we've said things like, just ask us if you want. We'll try not to be annoying. (laughs) Maybe that (laughs) self-awareness helps, right? Yeah. Because some people, I feel like when it would happen to me, for the most part, I just wouldn't really care. But I have a very strong personality. And I recognize that for some people, those conversations are really hurtful or just really challenging to have.
1: Totally. And I think that it all is based on kind of like how you feel in receiving the information too, right? Like if that's coming from a close friend of mine, I am genuinely grateful that the information coming. Right. But for example, like on my influencer page, I get so much advice and some of it just, I'm really good at letting 95% of it slide. Yeah. But some of it is just like it, the advice doesn't bother me. It's more the fact that somebody else went out of their way. Right. To feel it absolutely necessary to give me this like advice. And it's just like,
0: yeah, I find it funny sometimes too, because especially online, sometimes when people give you advice, it's like, let's say you were making a TikTok. It's like, this is literally 60 seconds of me, let's say, making fun of my husband making dinner. This isn't one that I've done, but just saying. And then people getting so serious and like, dude, it's a joke. Like, it's just like, exactly. Right. Or like, I couldn't add in everything about my parenting in this you know, 30 seconds Instagram video, like guys, like it's just, it's okay. Totally. Well, even today it's funny because I started out the day wanting to
1: do a day in the life Mm. and I I got to like 10 AM because the day just goes on and I'm like, well, you know what? That's a true day day in the life because I didn't have time to get on my phone. Right. So just like to say, to bring it full circle, you don't see the full picture.
0: Yeah. That yeah, and that you know. it's so true, right? Um, it's it's also hard to share things online and then not certain things. So maybe we can have that conversation another time. The life of an influencer, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot going on in the background. I don't have the answer. Trust me. <laughs> I wanted to ask you a little bit more about your birth experience and like you said it was also early pandemic but did you find was it locked down by then like was it different than what yeah oh
1: yeah because I gave birth in August oh August right okay yeah so it was like thankfully it was a good time because August was a little better in the books for Ottawa but um, the scarier part leading up to birth was scary it wasn't scary, but was whether or not Sean would be able to be there yeah. and who, who would care for our kids? Because there's a few circumstances or like things that happen. Like my brother came home from Finland. So then when I was 38 weeks and he had, they had to quarantine for two weeks. So he was like, well, if you give birth in this time span, I don't have my parents to care for the kids. And so right. I would have had to go to the birth center by myself without Sean yeah. and then call him to pick me up. So yeah. It would have been really weird. So that was what, where the anxiety was for me right. or us contracting anything. We were super strict yeah. at that point in the pandemic, because if I caught anything, and then it was also like, you know,
0: a lot at the beginning, right?
1: No, exactly. So that was like the scary part, but actually giving birth was no different for me than it would have been if it weren't a pandemic. Right because I gave birth at the birth center. So the only difference was that my husband wore a mask.
0: Right. Now the birthing center will be a new concept for some people. Maybe what can you describe what a birthing center is?
1: Yeah. So here in Ontario, midwives are regulated. So um, if you have a midwife, you can choose your choice of birthplace. So there's hospital birth center or home. And the birth center is kind of like a halfway option between the hospital and being home in that excuse me, you're not in, in a medical kind of room. So you go in, there's like this nice big tub. The bed is like a double bed that reclines (laughs) and whatever. And there's like a little fireplace. It's very fancy, but um, there's no access to um, pain relief. So that's the big difference. You see my um, eyes, i like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? Yeah, so that's the big difference. And you need to have a midwife to have access to it. But we have one of the two big birth centers here in Ottawa. So yeah, it was wonderful.
0: Did you Did you have midwives for all of your pregnancies? I did, yeah. I didn't know the first time what
1: having a midwife would be like. And I wasn't sure if I was making the right decision, but hands down adored my experience all three times it was awesome
0: oh well, that's good yeah I feel like so many people in the end find out that they chose whatever was right for themselves right when, when we come back totally. to people um I I had a midwife for my first one but it ended up in a c-section and okay for the next one I I went with them um, an ob-gyn right yeah, but that's I think that's more
1: typical of my um, first
0: one with my midwife did not go as expected. But that's okay. You know, <laughs> so many births don't go as expected. Oh, exactly. Exactly. I know it's it is kind of funny when I look back at like what my birth plan was and then how everything went down, it was not I don't think we did anything <laughs> like, you know, when you end up in a C section, you're just like, okay, this wasn't this is not, this was not in it. This is not in the plan. Totally. This is not part of the plan. Yeah. Anyways. Um, is there anything else you want to share on like birthing or parenthood or anything before we jump into some of your new ventures and what you're doing?
1: I don't think so. I mean, like, it's all a crazy wild ride.
0: <laughs> You'll figure it out as you go. Yes. Yeah, it's true. I feel like that's and- so true. None of us know what we're doing. It's true. I, there's so many times where I just want to say to my kids, can you just hold, hold on that really like big, deep thought or like that question you had about menstruation. I'm just going to go Google it and I will be back. <laughs> like, right? Like, this is what's going RV. in my head is like, can I say something right now that won't ruin my child for life, but that can hold them off so I can go and research this? <laughs> That's how I feel. Pause. Just, just hold this thought. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Relatable. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I want to dive into some of the things that you're doing now. Um, not that you haven't been doing them before, but you've had a, uh, maybe you can talk kind of high level about your career experience and then what you're doing now.
1: I have a very varied book. I know, but I love it. So varied. It's all over the place. So I, um, have done so many different jobs. I've worked in like admin positions as an event planner. I worked for a cabinet minister. Um, I've done so many random things and I've had three mat leaves. And then now I work for the government in communications, um, in my career job. And then yeah, on the side, I started a little blog a couple of years ago. So that was something creative. I have this creative side. So I've kind of like found my niche as I've gone, but that's where I'm hanging out now.
0: I, I always thought that you would do something like that. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, I really thought that you had those skill sets. Oh well, thank you. I, I, I do. I'm really not into I, that, it I'm just... not surprised. I think maybe it's also you and I are so similar in some ways, and both of us have kind of done <coughs> done that. And yeah, it's fun. So, um, so maybe talk a little bit about your your blog then, like where you start. Yeah. Yeah, so I started my blog.
1: Ollie was eight months, and she
0: was in like this deep, deep sleep
1: regression. And so I was waking up at four AM with her every day, and it seemed to be a good time. Seems to be a start great time. A blog, <laughs> right? The sleep deprivation really got to me, so I thought it'd be a good idea. I've always liked writing, and I kind of felt like I was one of the younger ones out of like our big group of friends and my friends. Um, one of the first ones to have kids. So I feel like my friends are starting to have kids and they were messaging me all these questions, which is awesome. But I was answering the same questions for everybody every time. Oh. You know, it was like, I just peed on the stick. What do I do next? Or like just the simple things like, how do you raise your kids French and English? Like, what do I do? So they had all these questions. And I was just like, I could have copy pasted all the answers. So basically that's why I was like, oh, I could just write and put these things in one spot not to like direct my friends to my blog post but but just to have a place to
0: direct your friends to your blog post
1: well that and also you know if my friends are asking me this there's got to be a ton of other people who are also wondering the same thing so it has kind of morphed um when I got pregnant with Bauer and I'm handling all the kids in the beginning of the pandemic I didn't have as much time to write and then now I'm severely outnumbered, so I also don't have much time to write. So it's kind of just become an influencer page over on Instagram, which has been really fun because I get to show kind of like little mom hacks or just show how messy my house is and how normal. Yeah. A normal how a normal day to day mom life looks. Right. I guess. Yeah. There's so much you compare yourself to on Instagram and you see these perfect homes and these, you know, yeah, it's like moms with makeup all real. the time. Well, exactly. And I'm like, I can put makeup on and take 20 photos for the rest of the month. Right. You know, so it's not always what you see. So it's been kind of fun to be on there and chat. And I've made some really, really cool connections. So that's where we're at with that.
0: Hi, ladies. I want to pause to ask you a favor. We know that women are disadvantaged. The data proves it. We also know that with COVID, we are seeing further setbacks. We want more women to feel inspired to do whatever it is they think they can't do. I want to ask you to help me reach more women by rating and reviewing this podcast. It will help other women find us. I also want to ask you, if you find this episode meaningful, can you please share it on your social medias? A simple way to share is a screen grab with your friends. I want all women to feel empowered to live their best lives. Thank you. Oh, that's amazing. So, what is yeah. your newest venture?
1: Okay, so PlayMail has been super fun. It just launched um, in January of this year, and it is a essentially. I'll dive into it a little more later, but essentially, a no commitment subscription style box for moms and kids. So, just to back it up a little bit, there was kind of like a void in during the pandemic of like good mat leave hangouts with moms and their kids and all that stuff. So it was kind of trying to channel all that and put it in a box so that, you know, you picture the mom getting her box, opening it up. There's like some stuff for her stuff for kid keeps the hands busy. You get to sit down, have a hot tea, have a hot coffee, enjoy some products and just kind of really sit back, relax. And the other side of that of play mail is that it's, um, supporting all Canadian and mostly local brands. So it's been a cool way, especially with the way that shipping costs are in Canada, to kind of, um, there's been a huge, huge, huge focus on supporting local and supporting smaller shops this year. Um, But, you know, the shipping costs make that out of reach for a lot of people. So by getting one box or able to pay shipping once, And try out and support all of these other local brands. So that's been super cool. Both sides of it has been awesome. You know, connecting with the moms and connecting with the brands. Yeah. To put something
0: together. I love the subscription box. So when you say it's no commitment, does that mean people could just order one month if they want? Yeah,
1: exactly. So when um, I first did the polls on kind of, would this be of interest to people? Is this something that people would be into? A lot of the feedback was, Yes, but I can't afford it every month. I'm on EI or whatever. So the affordability factor came up probably the most out of all the things. And um, so making it so that we drop the first Friday of every month for the following month. So you drop, you can get a box and you don't have to commit to anything, Mm -hmm. which is really nice, especially for, you know, the moms on mat leave and you never, you need to be tight. And a lot of us are on a
0: budget. So that's been um, something that people have really loved. Yeah. I, I love the stuff that you have. And, uh, you know, a lot of it is geared to younger kids, your, your age yeah. kids. And I see them testing it out and I just think like, Oh, that would have been so fun to have when I was on that leave, because I love that you have something in there for moms. Cause moms often get forgotten and it totally. just, like, you know, perks you up. And, and a happy mom is a, is a happy family in many cases, right. Or happy kids.
1: Totally. And,
0: um. Something new for your kids, right? And and honestly, I think one of my advice to to people if they don't have kids or to grandparents is like send your like moms that you know or dads that you know, parents in COVID, like if you can send them like toys or like surprises they get in the mail of things that they can do, that is the biggest way that you could help, right? If you send me crafts to surprise my kids with, you are my favorite. And so like, like and that's exactly what you've done, which is amazing. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it, honestly, I'm, uh, I've connected with some really, really fun
1: people along the way too. And people who are just so into this idea because a lot of us are moms. So we're like, yes, that would be great. That would be great. So it's been really, really fun. And I'm super excited to see where it goes.
0: Yeah. So we'll, uh, I'll make sure to put in the show notes so people can find uh, Malise on the blog and also with the work that you're doing with Playmail. So you've already shared a little bit about what what is it about? Is there anything else you wanted to add to that? I mean, there's not a ton.
1: It's just kind of all live on the Instagram page. And so if you're following along, you're seeing it build from the ground up. And I I think it's, it's funny, right? Because you, I'm such a perfectionist. I think that sometimes I don't, you know, the 80, 20 rule, if it's 80% done, just go. Um, yeah. I always wait till it's hundred percent and with playmail, I've totally let go of a lot of that control. So the page is like, I feel like you're kind of watching it grow as we go and it's not perfect, but it's totally giving people some smiles and some moments and all that kind of stuff. So the stuff that matters is there and, um, yeah, you'll be able to follow along. It'll be fun to watch it grow.
0: Now, did you always want to be doing something entrepreneurial?
1: No, not at all. Actually, okay. like not before I had kids, it was actually one of my husband's kind of concerns. So I was like, no, I'm just good hanging out in a little government job. And just, which is totally fine. But he's like, Oh, like there's no ambition. But I think in my <laughs> head, I was just like getting like, I knew in my head that I'd be going on subsequent mat leaves. And so focusing on my career was just kind of not where I was at. Right. Whereas now it's my last mat leave. And I'm like, okay. Now I'm going to be going back to work and um, doing the playmail thing as much as it is for what it is. And the idea has been so awesome and it's been so fun to work with. It's also really great to feel like I'm doing something that's building my career and yeah. to putting putting some skills on my resume and whatever. So it's a lot of just recognizing that yeah. I want to situate myself well for the rest of my career. And
0: um, I think what you said I, changed- believe about the creativity right like there's something about you know I'm a lobbyist by trade it's interesting and I like doing my work but the podcast gives me a different kind of creativity um, that I've just really enjoyed
1: and that's what I was gonna say I was gonna say and the other side is that because it's something that I'm doing and I'm running or whatever you get all creative control so that's been super cool super fun and it's kind of like a really good release, you know, it's, um, what do you call it? Cathartic.
0: Right. What advice would you have for other women who, you know, the the idea of doing some of those types of things is interesting to them, but it just feels out of scope for them or they're you know, too many barriers or rip the bandaid,
1: like don't (laughs) wait for it to be perfect. Honestly, it's one of my favorite things to do when I, there's businesses that really inspire me is to go to their Instagram page and scroll all the way back to the beginning and to like watch their growth and to be like, they were exactly where I am right now. And that's okay. Like, honestly, it's fascinating. You need to start doing this. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. You know, you just go down and you're like, wow, like they got to where they are today by just starting. Yeah. Right. like, don't overthink it. Start and you'll be one step closer you know what i mean and 100%. if it doesn't work
0: out when you everybody run, had to start like, somewhere right
1: exactly and if it doesn't work out it's it's part of your journey you know it's,
0: yeah it's a learning opportunity it's a learning opportunity. I don't know if I told you this before, but when Miranda and I originally started the podcast, like we knew nothing. We found an article online that was like, "These are all the steps," and we just did them. And on top of that, we had to then go online and like Google what each one meant because we didn't even understand the language. Yeah, not <laughs> like, that. right. Like, exactly. No idea. Um, and I've honestly, the amount of stuff that I've learned through this experience is in incredible. And even just like the creative lines and stuff that I can apply back to like my lobbying company now is, uh, it's invaluable.
1: Yeah. It's super cool. And it's, I think it's the nice thing is that there's, you will only do so much as you want to put in, right. And you'll get out of it, what you put in. So it's really rewarding in that if you sit there and you work really hard, you'll reap the rewards. And if you don't want to for a month, you know, I was thinking, if I wanted to take a month off in the summer to from Playmail and say, let's just enjoy summer. I have, you know, the ability to do that. So it's kind of,
0: um, yeah, it's really, it's a good release, you know? Yeah. You're in control for sure. Yeah. Right. Like if you're, if you're like this month, it's just not going to happen. Um, you can, like, even for me, I can take on less clients, right. If I wanted to and take yeah. uh, you know, a month to spend more time with my kids in the summer. Um, and, and I can decide that. So it, it there's a okay. lot of benefits.
1: I have an interesting topic. Actually, maybe I should wait for it for the live. Maybe not. I don't know. But I was going to say the <laughs> Tell me. interesting thing that I'm learning now through women, a lot of women-owned businesses are starting to line up their business cycle with their own cycle.
0: Yes, I saw,
1: I saw some articles Which about that too. Fascinating. Yeah. And honestly, when I think about it, my I have lined mine up so poorly and it mm. makes a huge difference, Right. Um, but interesting. And I'm trying to think, I'm like, is, is it silly to be lining it up with my cycle? But it's like, no,
0: <laughs> it's like it's I have not. a new business thing here to think about. Yeah. It's I'll insane. have to go back and read some of those articles. Just, they just came out recently. They have just been coming out and I'm like, wow, it's such an interesting
1: lens. So anyways.
0: Yeah. It, it's something I should look into because I, I suffer from chronic migraines and one of my triggers is my period. Yes, yeah. me too. So it's like, I can guarantee usually, I mean, we're always trying new medications to see if we'll find something that helps, but, um, usually like the week right after my period, it's really hard for me to function.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. And I can relate to that because that's my fulfillment week. And I always think I'm wow. like, why do I pick this week that I have migraines to pack all these boxes? Whereas, <laughs> yeah, you know, so anyway, yeah. funny side, side note that people are starting to talk about.
0: Yes. We'll have to research that more. Yes. <laughs> See if we need to change our business models. Seriously. Is there anything you wanted to add before we jump in and ask the final questions? I don't think so, Steph. I think we've covered a lot. Okay. What is the best rule you ever broke?
1: Oh, so, okay. You sent me this question yeah. before the podcast interview. So if anybody was wondering, Steph gives you a little heads up. Just on these but, ones, though. So my husband, because I was like, what do I say? Um, And my husband, I've always kind of been like, not like a rule follower. Mm -hmm. I was like, what do I say? And my husband says, you chose, you chose to date the, the rebound. So (laughs) he says, you know, if I didn't say yes to the rebound, which my husband was, then I wouldn't have this lovely family.
0: There you go. That was, that was apparently as for my husband, the best rule. (laughs) I love that. What is your most valuable (laughs) habit that was hardest to create? My most
1: valuable habit is definitely something that I'm not doing right now.
0: Okay. And I need to
1: get back into doing.
0: Yeah. But I
1: got into the habit of waking up at five. Yeah. For a while, um, pre-winter. And it was so nice just to wake up and have a hot coffee before the chaos of the day started. And I used to do that too. Yeah. Prepare breakfast, prepare lunch. It just felt so nice to start on a good foot. So it took a while to get into it, but I, (laughs) it sounds like it's going to get you
0: a while to get back into it. (laughs) I know. That's okay. It One day at a time. The lights, the light outside is helping. Yeah, that's true. Can you name another woman that inspires you?
1: I think it's, it's all women. Like I, over the last few years, I think partially as a result of just growing part of partly as a result of being a mom, partly as, as a result of being a business owner. There's so many, so many inspirational women out there for so many different reasons. That's and um, there's a really big sense of community. So if you find your
0: place, it can be so good. Yeah, that's amazing. Tell us about a book that made you wiser. Oh, this is a hard one. Um mm.
1: Well, I'm really into like those self-help books which is why it's hard. But I just
0: finished Untamed. Oh yeah. Have you read that one yet? No, but I've heard good things. I, I think I listen to her podcast sometimes. So Okay, it's it's so actually, enjoy, right? Yeah,
1: yes. I actually listened to that one as in uh, as Audio. an audiobook. Okay. And it was phenomenal as an audiobook cuz I feel like with her voice you can really get the whole Oh, I love that. picture, but anyways, that was a really good one. Just really introspective and um it totally gives a different perspective on things. So if you're into that, that's a really good
0: one. Good. Well, thank you so much for spending your time today. I feel like there's just so much wisdom from work to, you know, personal (laughs) life and kids. And it was nice to catch up. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. Thank you for listening to women. Don't do that hope you feel inspired to do whatever it is you think you can't do make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode stay connected on twitter and instagram at women don't do that i would love to have you join the conversation so make sure you join our next instagram live find all our podcast and blog content at women join me next time